Hello and welcome to the Getting Ellie's podcast. This is episode four and today I'm with a guest, uh, Toby. Uh, I'm going to let Toby introduce himself. He, he is a PT, uh, online coach, a trainer. Um, once again, without me taking the limelight too much away from him. Toby, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, bud. No problem How at all. You? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I've um, It's been a bit of a mental day today, so it's nice to sit down and chill for a change. <laughs> well, <laughs> say chill. We're, we're going to we're gonna talk all things mindset, nutrition, training. Um, first of all, what's your niche? What's your niche in... Uh... So, I... Sorry, mate. I'm just going to plug my phone in. Yeah. Uh, so, my niche is primarily fat loss. The background that I've had... And I kind of sort of fell into it. And ironically, I'm a strength coach, but I um, I lost 10 stone myself on my own journey. Right. So, yeah. So when it comes to fat loss, there is pretty much nothing that I haven't come across, covered or tried, including Kim, Kim Buterol. So, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. And how yeah. was that here? If you, was... if, you want, if you want honesty, mate, that's what you're going to get. Yeah, no. <laughs> So, how long were you on uh, Clem for? Well, I, I done cycle? two cycles, so two, cycles? two two week two week cycles. Okay. Um, first one I tried was it just didn't feel like I'd done anything. But at the time, this is before I started learning about calorie deficit. Someone just said to me, "Try these; it'd be great." This is how you do it. Um, so I tried them. Didn't feel like I'd done anything. So rather than start on like a pyramid at twenty micrograms, I was like, "I know. What if I start at 80? So I'd done that for two days, got really bad cramps, sweated. Literally, I, I was covered head to toe one night. Felt like I was going to have a heart attack. And I was like, mm, I think I'll stop there. And never did it again. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Probably definitely to be alive. Yeah. Um, especially the stress your heart would have gone into um, as well with that. Oh, <laughs> Christ, yeah. um, so tell me a bit about your background in why you became a, a coach and trainer and why a personal trainer from any other job because you could be complete anything in the world right now. Um, but you're a Do you know, I used to be a regional manager for QuickFit. Right. And I absolutely loved that job. It was brilliant. But the and I learned a lot. I learned a lot that sort of carried over into what we do now. But I went to visit a personal trainer. I was really overweight. People kept calling me fat. And I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. And they're like, no, look at this tape. You are. So I jumped on the set of scales and I was like, oh, Christ, I really am fat. Um, and then I realised that I couldn't actually see my penis. So <laughs> I went to see a personal trainer. Yeah. And uh, he, but we had, we started having a little chat and he's, I said, he said, what do you want? And I was like, well, like any bloke did in their 20s, I wanted to see my abs. Um, I wanted to look good. And he said, man, he goes, oh, the only way you'll see abs is on me. And I was like, what? And he goes, you're going to have to start taking steroids. And I was like, yeah, see you later. Got up and walked out. Like the attitude of this guy was just unbelievable. So I set about um, like trying to sort myself out, but my plan had always been since the visit in was to go and uh, get myself requalified as a personal trainer. And the reason for that is because I didn't want anyone else having that same sort of experience. Yeah. But at the time, I didn't realise that there were so many personal trainers around that I didn't really know that much. And it's like anything, as soon as you get in the industry, you're like, Jesus Christ, how many people do I know? <laughs> But yeah, so that sort of that was my sort of end goal after I'd started dieting down because I was still of that image that you need to look a certain way to be a personal trainer. And so I set about I'd done I started on Slim Fast, I've done Slimming World, Weight Watchers, Keto, Intermittent Fasting, you name it, I've probably done it. Um until I come across a company called Rebel Fit. Okay. Uh, is Leon Satoris, and he was um, his his way of explaining calorie deficit is like no other. Like he he um, taught me a lot, hell of a lot, and like one of it, they they do like missions is like one of their challenges. Yeah, um, and that got me on the path. And then I found, um, then I started following other person trainers like Jamie Alden, Jane Smith, and I sort of learned, I learned a lot from there. And then then I done my qualification, and um, learned even more. And then after that, I decided that I, I sort of work, started working in the gym. I've realised that 
the six week qualification that I did wasn't enough. So uh, after a year of being a PT, I went back to being uh, went back to uni, and now I'm doing a sports science degree. All right, okay. So yeah, yeah. So long and varied. Yeah, no, it's one of them where you can never never have too many qualifications in the industry. Um, no. you're only going to strengthen you as a person and you as a coach as well. Because um, one thing you do see a lot of these um, these celebs that get the weekend course sort of thing and they're, they're qualified in a weekend and they're promoting left, right and centre, all sorts. Um, not getting like Mark that. Wright. Sorry? Like Mark Wright at the moment. Yeah, and they're promoting everything. Um, yeah. Photoshopped to the fucking rim. The, I mean, they've got the scientists and work and whatever, nutritionists and coaches working for with them. Um, and they, yeah. they, I mean, they don't really give two fucks about how other people get on. Um, and I think that's the biggest takeaway um, that people should understand is when they buy these 20 quid a month or 30 quid a month product from the celebs, the celeb does not give two fucks how they get on. No, they don't, they don't care. I mean, if if Canon's not well on a Monday morning that she's on twelve calorie a week or whatever the stupid she's on, they don't care. They're not going to be on the phone going, "Listen, do you know what? That was a bit excessive. That <laughs> it's it's going to be." Yeah. Well. Uh, and that's the difference with working with a one to one with a coach. Uh, you will get that uh, intimate sort of relationship. Yeah. I, I mean, hold on one second. Let me just check this. Going to be a little bit glitchy. Yeah. There you go. Right, so the thing that I find with that is I notice um, with these celebrities, and um, we're gone. We're still there? Yeah, 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 I'm still, I'm still there. Yeah, can you hear me? My biggest problem with um, celebrities is that they go on their own. It's like, oh, look how much weight I've lost. This is going to do the same for you. And like you said, they've got a team of nutritionists and sports scientists and whatever working for them doing everything for them, doing a meal plan, whatever. Uh, it makes it a lot easier. I mean, we can quite easily sell meal plans. We can quite easily sell anything they like, but what are, we gonna, what are they going to learn? And that's the bit that everyone's missing, is they're not learning anything. Yeah. And our job as coaches is to teach, is not to just teach you how to use my fitness powers, to teach you how to think about the food that you're putting in your body, which again is another big bug bar in mind when I see like, oh, just concentrate on protein and calories. Yeah, that's cool to start with, but you're not actually making yourself any more healthier. Mm. No, uh, I get that. And it's, it's the same when the documentary Game Changers came out. Um, oh. You know what I mean? Everyone was like, oh my God, I'm going to turn a vegan. I'm going to turn a vegan. And uh, everyone's going mental yeah. being a vegan. So take the people that they used, Arnold, for one. Nine seconds. Nate, uh, Nate Diaz, okay? You've got the NFL team. It wasn't just yeah. any Joe Bloggs. It was the best of the best. And apparently yeah. the reason McGregor lost the Nate Diaz fight was because he ate meat on fight week. No, That's it, was, cool. it was because um, Nate was better on the night. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, and people were like, oh, I'm going to be a vegan. It's better for you and all this. The studies and the marketing behind that program was incredible. The, Do you know the, where most of it... You know vitamin B12, the thing that, that that vegans are very deficient in? Yeah. Most of that comes from meat. Meat. If you were to eat as much B12 as you needed from uh, mushrooms, I think it comes from, right? You physically wouldn't be able to eat it. Like, you would be full. It's incredible. So, do you know what I mean? And, that, and that's just one thing they're deficient in. Yeah. So, we could we could start a whole list and talking about vitamins and minerals and stuff like that, but Christ, uh, I'm iron, like... Iron is another one. Uh, a lot of yeah. The, um, and that's when when I was working uh, in a rest uh, in like a healthy restaurant, um, a lot of people yeah. turned vegan. So I made a vegan menu because I was like, that's what's selling. Um, but yeah. I was saying, the fact that you're vegan, you need to re-supplement. Uh, I think it's B12, B3, B6, iron, yeah. vitamin K, vitamin A. Yeah. I, I, I remember going listing. I, I think there was twelve vitamins in total when I went. You're going to be deficient in these by just becoming a vegan. Um, well, vitamin A, they just need to eat carrots, but. And yeah, um, but I mean, it was just like the amount of vitamins that you're going to be in deficiency in is because of this yeah. propaganda of a, of a movie, if you like, or a documentary. Oh, so that, that documentary, I remember listening to um, 
Joe Rogan podcast and it had one of the producers on there. I forget his name and someone that was arguing the arguing the producer and the producer obviously had done all his research and he had read um, meta studies and made his own analysis or so he says, but anyone could get find a study that supports their, their backgrounds. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger in that, in that, in that documentary didn't actually say he was vegan. He just said right. that he he eats less meat than he used to, because obviously he believes in um, in saving the planet as well and greenhouse gases etc. So he's cut down his meat consumption, but he never actually said he'd gone vegan. So he just said he can see a benefit. You can be a ve- you can be <laughs> a vegan eating meat. It's just more ve- more um, plant based diet than eating meat sort of thing. You don't have it into do you know I mean and the the thing that gets me as well people say they're vegan but they've got a leather handbag leather shoes leather coat yeah. and you're like yeah how much of a vegan are you really eh? yeah do you really like cows <laughs> no you don't and um, i the, the the thing about plant-based is where this industry's gone wrong and where it's sort of just been taken to the extreme where a plant-based diet is having veg or having plenty of veg and fruit with your with your meat yeah it's not having living completely off plants i mean obviously i can understand the ethical reasons for doing it but it just doesn't seem like a good a good idea no it's like take keto for example obviously it's another phenomenon like veganism yeah the the um again the amount of vitamins and the minerals that you're you're leaving yourself from just to go just to lose a little bit of body fat but as i said the other day in one of my posts none of these diets are designed to be long term they're designed to be short term to get yourself where you need to be, and then go back to eating a balanced diet. Yeah. So, so I could talk all day about it. Yeah, no. So, switching a little bit into mindset. Mm. If let's say a person has a weak-ish mindset, okay, they mm. they don't know where to start when it comes to training. They they're all over the place. What would be your one advice to grow up mindset and then maintaining it? Because obviously, being a PT, you've got a st- yourself, you've got a strong mindset. Majority of the PTs I know have got a strong mindset, a positive mindset. Even on their days where they struggle the most, they're still out there yeah. posting about positivity being happy. I mean, especially in the last twelve months or so. I know yeah. I struggle some days, and I've gone on social media like nothing's wrong, and gone off and slammed my laptop like I'm fucking pissed off here. Um, but how do you? What what's your strategy behind it, mate? I tried to kill myself twelve years ago. Fucking hell! Okay. So, yeah, um, and it was it was a really weird situation. Like I, I when I say try, I was stood on top of a car park, which is about hundred feet up, on top of a lift box, and there's a road that runs down underneath. And you know, like you that feeling from a film, you can feel the wind flowing through your hair, literally. And it was a real weird thing. And it was for one phone call that stopped me. Didn't even didn't know what I was doing, but yeah. But anyway, cut a long story short. Um, I've done I've done a couple of rounds of CBT in the last two years, which has been quite helpful. But one thing that I found is that having someone to go to the gym with you, who is just as, um, just as sort of like amped up, wants to get themselves sorted out, really helps. Yeah. When you're just starting out, just ignore what anyone else is doing in the, on the gym floor, because they're all just as they're all as um, self conscious as you. No one's looking at how much you're lifting. They're looking at the way you're lifting. So concentrate on form. Concentrate yeah. on lifting well. And then the rest will come. Yeah. That is that is probably the, the, the best bit of advice that I was ever given. Is don't don't concentrate on anyone else. Concentrate on yourself. Yeah. And concentrate on form. And a lot of people are nervous uh, and lacking confidence in going into a gym because they think that yeah. everyone will look at them. Um, and I've come across some clients where they're like, I can't go to the gym, you know, I really can't because X, Y, and Zs will be looking at me and looking at this. And I'm like, do you know what? 90% of people who are in the gym are, are insecure themselves. Yeah. They will I've... be too focused on their own, bit, or on themselves to yeah. think about anyone else's workouts or anything. I've got two clients that would never, ever, they, they said to me from the beginning, I don't like going in that weight area. It's full of meatheads. Yeah. And I was like, cool, that's fine. And I think the third or fourth session, I was like, let's go and do some squats. So we'd sneak over to a power cage, do some squats. And then when I set, I'd program it into their sessions. 
I'll sort of wander around the gym and I'll be like, oh, yeah, they're over there. Good, yeah, well done. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about, I think, having a coach in the first place is a massive difference. The, the, the thing that, it, it's, even myself, I never saw the benefit of it when I first started, but it goes massively towards um, giving you that little bit of extra confidence to help you train. Yeah, definitely. And it's not just that. It's also, as you mentioned, um, having the correct form because it's easy to do a heavy lift incorrectly. Yeah. But try and do that lift again in the correct form. Do you know I mean? It, exactly. It, I mean, doing a deadlift, it's easy. It's easier to pick a deadlift, bending yeah. your back over and risking the injury. Yeah. Um, but you do that in a good form and you know you've lift, lifted well. You know in your body that it's a good lift. Um, yeah. So, if you don't mind me going back a little bit, you mentioned um, about uh, 12 years ago. Yeah, suicide. Yes. Yeah. How did you change your mindset and to to who you are now, basically, from probably, probably the, the lowest points that you were at to now? Um, how did you change that mindset? What, what was the... Well, firstly, I stopped doing drugs. Okay. Which really helped... Um, I've st- it was sort of yeah, you know, cocaine and speed and the usual sort of stuff, and I was pretty bad. Um, but that was a that was a massive start. Um, I went to Narcotics Anonymous. Um, I went to AA for a while as well, but that's a different story before this. But so anyway, um, yeah, I went to Narcotics Anonymous. Uh, that sort of started to help me get back to, but or get back on my journey. Um, but before that, like I was so weak-minded. I used to blame everything and everyone for my problems. And then I'd smash a couple of lines and go and get pissed. And that would be my weekends. But, you know, that, and that just leads to, like, the, the negative situation just leads to more negativity. So once I cut all that out, uh, there was a couple of friends that I stopped hanging around with. I started reading more. And I started just spending more time on myself. And then things seemed to feel better. And... Yeah. Um, the other thing as well is that no matter how shit things are, when you wake up in the morning, start with a smile. Just put a smile on your face and it changes everything. Yeah, no, do you know what? And that's free. That's free. Mm. It doesn't cost anything to wake up and exactly um, put a smile on your face. And I I listened to um, a lot of Paul Mort. Um, and yeah. He mentioned um, a very low point in his life and how he was blaming everything. Um and I mean, I've been there myself with gambling. I yeah. steered us into gambling, and I mean, everyone else was at fault. It was X, Y, and Z's fault. So, I mean, um, I had an ex girlfriend that left, uh, that me and her broke up. Yeah, uh, that spiraled into my gambling side of things. So, I blamed her, and it, it wasn't yeah. her fault. What? Well, not one bit. Do you know what I mean? And I and I hundred percent agree with you. In it's taking responsibility as well, isn't it? And going, do you know what? Yeah. Uh, up here i'm gonna fucking make it right as well well mine mine was sort of the opposite to yours my uh girl that i was with at the time she split up with me and that's what led me to all those other things but the problem is sort of when looking back at it now we were too young to be in the situation that we were in which led yeah it leads to sort of like jealousy from me jealousy from her it just it wasn't a good situation but we weren't mature enough to realize that at the time and then obviously when we split up we tried to stay friends it just didn't happen yeah. So then, obviously, I started trying to blame myself, blaming everyone else, blaming it. Uh, nothing was my fault. I couldn't take responsibility for it. And then someone's like, so then, you know, you sort of lead into that situation where you just don't give a fuck. And, yeah. You, the, yeah. The, the drugs, the gambling, the drinks, it all, it all um, masks the problem for the day. I mean, you, you're, on, you're on a high um, and it masks everything else. And till the next day then, um, everything's okay, um, and as you as you mentioned, it's it's taking responsibility as well, isn't it? Um, yeah, you back? Are we are. Yeah, yeah, I'm back, mate. Yeah. Did you miss what I mentioned there? You said the drugs are grounded in. Yeah, the, the drugs, the gambling, and the um, drinks and stuff are just a mask for the day. Do you know I mean yeah. it gives you that high? So when I put a bet on, it was my high. It was like fuck now. What am I going to do with the winnings? Do I mean I was putting? Yeah, your dopamine hit. It, it was, and it was putting a pound on, and it was like a twenty-three team accumulator bringing back four point seven million stupid fucking things. 
and it was like 22 draws and a win and an away win and it was like that's never going to come in but I yeah. spent the money in my head do you know I mean and it, and it, 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 do you know I mean as you mentioned the dopamine hit of it so yeah bringing you back from there to now what what's changed now then um, I mean I've spent the last five years training training for me is a massive part of my life like it, it's it's that big that if I say to my wife I'm going to go and train today, she understands like, I've got to fit it in. Yeah. I've uh, I've also got uh, I've got uh, I'll get my words out. I've got ADHD. I've got OCD. Right. And the, the the problem is with those two things. If I get if I get bored, then it needs me to feel like start feeling a little bit depressed. Okay. Or I get anxious, so I need something to keep me busy. Which is why, like as you, I'm sure you know, I'm literally everywhere at one time doing everything yeah yeah. and so like she understands that i need that to help me sleep if i don't train i won't sleep or if i don't get my steps in i won't sleep it's a real weird situation but training massively before i knew all that before i had a label for what was wrong with me i um i used to train and train hard as well and that is you know i can't stop doing that so what uh, one if if you had to speak to um an upcoming PT now. So 18, 19, just finished yeah. college. Right, I want to be a PT, want to be a PT. What's one thing that you've failed at yourself that you would <clears> tell <throat> them, don't kick yourself if this happens? Don't listen to what people tell you on, on social media because you're always going to get someone out there that will say, oh, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do this. Um, don't stop learning. So there are loads of courses out there. Even if it's a five-minute course on how to do a squat, okay? The squat seminars are normally a lot longer, but taking that time, investing in yourself is well worth it. The amount of stuff that I've done over the years has been incredible. And um, even lead, You don't have to go to the extreme where you go back and do a degree, but yeah. it's just it, it depends on where you, where you want to end up. And there's lots of other PTs out there that will try and give you advice, especially ones that work in the gym. And generally, they don't know what they're talking about themselves. So try and take what they say with a pinch of salt. You know, some of them, some of them are good, but you've got to sort of make your own mind up on that and make sure to turn up every single day, even when you don't want to, and don't ever be late. Perfect. That, that just sums that up, to be fair with you. <laughs> um, so, obviously, so obviously, we've been in a, a pandemic now for fucking 12 years, by the sounds of things. Um, yeah. How has it affected you business-wise? How has it affected you um, mentally as well? Because um, obviously gyms have been closed. We've been open. We've been closed. We've been open. No yeah. one really knows what's going on. Um, and obviously now we've got some form of date. I'm not going to put all my hopes into it because um, we were supposed to go to see. We were supposed to be allowed to see family on Christmas, but Boris changed that four days before. So I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket with with him. Um, yeah, put words out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, how, how have you dealt with it? So the first pandemic hit me quite hard. I was training really well. Uh, I had aspirations to do a, a bodybuilding show last year because that was sort of like the kind of the cherry on top of my cake and my weight loss. Okay. I had a coach. And I remember the day that I was, uh, I had Ollie Carson. So he, I remember ringing him up and I was like, mate, I don't know what I'm going to do. The gyms are closed. All my clients are ghosted me except for my membership group. Um, I was in a bit of a shit situation. Yeah. And that first that first lockdown, I was kind of like spinning my wheels. I had no idea. And then I started doing the Zoom sessions. Um, I was online training a few of my guys as well who could still, who still had jobs. Um, and I had my membership group. The When July hit, it was almost like I'd become a different person. Like I, we were hearing rumours about more lockdowns and this, that and the other. And it just didn't, didn't bother me at all. Uh, November made me uh, we were still allowed to train with one person outside so i was still training with one person outside and the same for this one now we train we were allowed to exercise one person outside so that's what i'm doing yeah uh, my online side is a lot bigger my membership group which is just about to relaunch has been um my guiding force for all of this i've got a good bunch of guys yeah um, even at christmas time like at christmas time i didn't really make a big thing of it because i didn't want to sort of um single anyone out but they, I put a video on asking them to do some reviews for me. And they all chipped in together overnight, within 24 hours, when I brought my daughter a Nintendo Switch. 
for Christmas. Oh, no That's yes, Christmas. seriously. And games and bloody uh, gave money for my little boy. It was incredible. So, and yeah, then, but men- mentally was good because it gave me a little bit of a chance to refresh. I've done another course in that time. I've done to- actually done. I've done two courses in that time. But yeah, no, it's been very good. So, what about you? Uh, I, I'm. Do you know what? Um, I was a chef when they went into yeah. the first lockdown, so I was a bit confused. Um, didn't really know what to do, what, where, where to move, what to do. I mean, it was, um, and then I went into, <laughs> I, I love nutrition, love nutrition. Yeah. Um, and I got a phone call um, from Paul Kelly, um, an ex-UFC fighter, because I used to work for him. He said, listen, um, how busy are you at the moment? And do you know what? I'm really not busy. I'm I'm thinking of starting my own nutrition business. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And he said, listen, do you want to run nutrition for Dan Till's um, camp fight against Robert Whittaker? Uh, pardon? Yeah, and listen, everyone's in lockdown. Um, do you want to cook the food, bring it over, and do you know I mean, watch them train, assess it, do the food? I was like, of course I do. I'm not going to say no to that. Do you know I mean, he's number four, he's number three in the world at the time. Uh, the yeah. All in the world. Um, obviously, Tom Aspinall's debut as well. And so I went straight into the deep end of it by going... I mean, and I didn't know how to coach someone. I didn't know how to coach a person one-to-one, how to talk to someone from a professional point of view because I'd always been a chef. So yeah, if I wanted something, it would demand because it was a high-pressure demand job. You'd be like, I need that quick, come on, let's go, sort of thing. Um, yeah. But in, in that sense of things, and I was like, do you know what? I actually really enjoyed that. I'm going to delve a bit deeper into nutrition. I'm going to go into more and more into it. Um, and came across the likes of Jamie Alton, James Smith, Paul Mort, Phil Graham. I came across all these people. I went, I want to be a PT. I'm, yeah. I want to be a PT. And uh, a lad from Liverpool, um, I was in conversation with him, and he said to me, listen, we I work in a private gym in Liverpool. It's not even a mile away from where I live. Come down um, and have a chat with the owner. See if you're a good fit. Get your qualifications done. And start working with people. Because at this point, I'd started working once one with people. Yeah. So I was getting a gist of, how to do weekly check-ins, what we were looking for, calories, starting to learn about people. Um, and it just spiraled into a, a massive thing. And I was like, wow, what, what, what's going on here? And obviously, yeah. the off till was a bit too much to deal with to start off because I was waking up in the morning with two, 300 new followers. <clears throat> do you know what I mean? And I was like, what's going on here? And the messages were coming in. And I was like, I can't deal with this. And then, we went on a to start off. We did we did a keto diet for ten days with him, um, because we needed to lose a little bit of water weight. Yeah. Um, and the amount of hate and messages and videos that put up uh, about me, and having to deal with that first of all, and it was quite difficult because I didn't know how to deal with negative comments. Now I just have to yeah. get off, doing or just don't reply, um, because it'll annoy them more than it annoys me, and I just don't pick the weight up anymore. I'm just like, yeah, fuck you. I mean, I'm, I'm not bothered about what they've got to say. The fact, exactly, mate. And another one is when someone comments. I've seen, I've had it a few times where someone will comment hate on my post, and my reply is, "Thank you for taking your time to comment on my post." So that's two new engagements on my post. Yeah. Mean, and it increases my engagement. Every hate comment just increases my engagement. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a, <laughs> it was a bit of a bang, and I was like, shit. <laughs> And after the first lockdown, I lost a lot of clients because I didn't know how to deal with it. I went back to the restaurant. It wasn't financially stable to do either of. So, yeah, it was a bit of a different one um, for me. And I've started backwards. I feel like I've done online and nutrition instead of PT face-to-face. So I love nutrition. I'm only now going into the coaching. And, I, I mean, I'm currently doing more courses. Um, even though I've qualified as a PT, I'm still doing yeah. more courses now to... Um, I'm on lift the bar and just learning squat, yeah. learning bench press, learning stuff correctly. Um, yeah. And I mean, I'm in James Smith's academy, so I do. He's my coach as well. So yeah. I, I, I mean, it's not. I'm not too good to have a coach. Um, and obviously, I do. I do um, a lot of Sunny Webster stuff as well, um, especially with lifting squats, deadlifts, and stuff. And yeah, I like Sunny stuff. So yeah, it was a bit a bit of a bang for me, um, which caught me a bit off guard. Now I've completely left being a chef, which 
stress off my shoulders, I tell you, it's just like, I don't have to go back to the restaurant to work. I can actually enjoy what I do and help people, help solve people's yeah. problems. Um, and it's one of my goals to help 100 people this year. Um, nice. So it, it's, it's a big goal. It's huge. Um, but when the gyms reopen, I'm, I want to really achieve that. And it's not just work with 100 people. I want 100 people to achieve a goal. Um, and you, you touched on nutrition. Yeah. What what advice would you give anyone when it comes to nutrition? Because obviously there's so many, let's go fat, let's go keto. Let's, I mean, there's so much noise get, being made in different directions. Yeah. What would be your advice when it comes to nutrition? All these diets, are um, they're, they're all to do the same thing. They create a calorie deficit. So even if from, you know, you don't have to count calories, but all I would say is make sure that you're getting plenty of varied food in. Listen to your body because the problem with calorie counting is all really good, but you need your phone to tell you when to stop eating. That that's when you start losing your body, your your ability for your body to go, I'm not hungry anymore, or I'm starving. Come on, feed me. Yeah, we our body has our own best calorie calculator. So if you can help, not calorie cal- calculate uh, counting. Sorry, don't do it. Would be my advice. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot of people will go down the route to calorie cal- cal- calorie counting. Yeah. Some people don't like doing it, and I'll never force <laughs> anyone to do it if they don't want to. Um, and as you mentioned, a lot of people will. It, it, I mean, there's a there's a thing of if you've got a good understanding of roughly how many calories are in stuff, it's yeah fine. And I I personally use my fitness pal as a tool to go. Oh, that's got that many. Okay, no worries. Doing or yeah. instead of just going like I don't count every calorie because I'm honestly not into a, a fat loss or well weight gain myself. But I know how much I should be eating rather than forcing myself to eat 400 extra calories because <laughs> it fits or I need. <laughs> do I mean I'm not going to yeah. do that because it, I, I don't and I, I would never force my clients to use calorie calculating or anything um no i mean the thing is in saying that it's that's all well and good saying that not to use a calorie calculator but my clients still use it okay because the fact that the matter is that like at some point we've all been in that position where we don't know when to stop eating so we do need a phone yeah but what we've got what we've got to do is sort of try and relearn those signals while we're calorie counting because no one wants to be doing it forever and like you say we should learn how much we do need to eat. We do, we learn how much is in food. We know roughly what we need to eat. And that'll make things a lot better. Yeah. So as a as a child, what yep. was your nutrition like? Good. I was really lucky. My parents used to grow veg in the garden. They used to I used to get a lot of home cooked food. Yeah. And I don't it was sort of like a typical Friday night takeaway. We get chippy tea or whatever. <laughs> and I've, I've got three brothers and four sisters, so it was expensive for my mum and dad. Yeah. Growing up, they obviously had no TV at some point, but we, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we were all quite lucky. We, we never really had any um, sort of processed stuff. It wasn't great, but I never went without. Yeah. And I, I sort of, I was a skinny kid, fast metabolism until I was 22, 23. Okay. Got comfortable, started eating. And then one day, like I said, I looked down and I was like, Jesus Christ. Where's it gone? Well, I, 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 the problem is I've lost all that weight and I'm still like, Jesus Christ, where's it gone? So, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, so how do you continue to learn um, in order to stay on top of things? Because obviously fitness, nutrition, the studies coming out every day. Um, yeah. We can say something today that can be completely wrong in five years' time or even next month. Or could be tomorrow. I mean, the, yeah. the thing is, all these peer reviews only last as long, it's like an MOT, only last as long as the ink's drying. Um, I'm quite fortunate, like I'm at uni, one of the things they teach us is to read papers, read as many papers and studies as we can. So uh, my particular module that I am doing is nutrition. And so I I, I tend to be reading a lot on that. We talk, uh, we've got an essay due in in three weeks time on macros. So I'm I'm reading a lot about calorie, about macros. I'm reading about, um, I've been reading a new one about diabetes. Yeah. Uh, and how they're sort of moving towards looking at proteins and fats as opposed to just carbohydrates to, to um, regulate glucose. 
yeah which is quite interesting so yeah that that, that is how i take stay on top so any study that i'm on anything that i'm on i'll um, read about it and if i see a new journal come out i'll have a quick, quick shift you through that so you mentioned um protein and fats there is there yeah, yeah. any more you can give on that or not quite yet um I'm not really at the moment. Okay. No, I haven't. I haven't fully finished reading that journal. But okay. So I know a lot about proteins, carbs, and fats, as we all do. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So you know, we don't realise that when people say we need protein for muscle pro, uh, muscle protein synthesis, yeah, we do. But we also need it for cell structure. We need it so um, hemoglobin bonds to iron for oxygen transportation. Yeah. It's yeah, like insulin, it affects every single cell in our body. Knowledge bomb dropped. Yeah, I was going to say, just <laughs> straight from there, that came from nowhere. Um, so if you were not a PT, what 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 route would you have gone down? I'd have been chef. Chef? Honest, um, yeah. Yeah, I can, uh, like you, mate, I can cook. Yeah? And yeah, I'm you good, know what? yeah. It, it's one of them um, jobs where it's a very proud job, but yeah. also um, very stressful and Towards the end, because obviously I did it for 10 years, I, I left college and straight into it sort of thing. So it was all yeah. I knew. Um, and it, I found it a very stressful um, stressful job in not being able to enjoy myself. Obviously, yeah. the higher, higher up the ranks you go, the less days off you basically get because you get pestered on your days off. Bill's not turned up today. Can we get another KP? Simon's ill. Can we sort this out? And you're like, you're taking the piss. It's my yeah. day off this week already. What is going on? Just sort it out sort of thing. So being able to now step back from that and enjoy cooking again. Because like, I'd come home. So this is the way it was as a chef. So you'd go in the morning. You'd sort. You'd potentially have a bacon sandwich in the morning or it depends who you're working with. Uh, have a bacon sandwich. You'd probably not have lunch. You'd probably have a burger for dinner. Um, and you'd have oh, 54 bottles of Red Bull or... Luke said, or coffees. Honestly, yeah. And that—that's what the diet would be. Um, you do fourteen-hour shifts back to back. You do three. Uh, you do five, maybe six days. On your day yeah. off, then you'd probably have a pot noodle or a super noodle for lunch, um, and that's probably uh, maybe a sandwich. That's what you would cook for yourself. And there's a photo um, that was doing the rounds over Christmas of a chef with a, a pan upside down eating. Yeah. A pot noodle or a soup noodle or something and yeah. that hit home big time because I was like even though we serve a couple hundred people a day you really don't look after yourself and now yeah. mentally and physically probably the best I've ever been like in being happy as well um, yeah and I'm, I'm not blaming the chef world for it but I also do think that there's that much looking after other people instead of looking after yourself as well like yeah. 12 o'clock, so 12 till 3, you're not going to have a lunch. If it goes on 3 till 5, you're probably not going to have anything then either. And then 5 o'clock yeah. till 8, you're going to be busy at dinner. So you could not eat from 11 till 10. Yeah. Um, and obviously by then, you just want to go to bed. Um, and it's another, it will be a t subject I will be covering soon with a friend of mine um, about addictions and stuff in the hospitality. Yeah. Which will be. Um, obviously, a, a great subject. In obviously, Gordon Ramsay covered it um, on his ITV, I think it was. When he yeah, the it, cocaine one, the cocaine one, yes, yeah. Um, and it, it does happen. Doing it does happen. So coming a bit across now. Go you mentioned you like science, okay? I love science. So oh God, give me one science fact and give the listeners some uh, a science fact that they probably have not heard before. There's enough DNA in the human body to reach the sun. If you was all, if it was all spread out, it'd reach the sun. In each body. In each body, every single one of us has enough body has enough DNA to reach the sun. There we go. There we go. There you the go. fact fact of it, science fact of the day. So what yeah. what else into science do you enjoy? Then what is it? Uh, mate, I just I like any, anything that people don't know about. I, I especially like uh, physiology. Because there's so many little things, there's so many little bits and pieces that people don't know, like the alveoli, the lungs. If you spread them out, it'll be fill half a tennis court. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I went on science. Okay, go on. Did we land on the moon? 
yeah, of course we did. Mate, of course we did. There's no way. I know it's, it's this is going to be like a uh, tin hat wearing conversation, but there's no way that we couldn't. They've got bloody a rover on Mars. I know. So, but this <laughs> is the thing. People are coming out saying we never landed on the moon. I know. Yeah. I'm going to call my girlfriend out and saying she's one of these people. Yeah, really? Yeah, she thinks that we did not land on the moon. Okay. Oh, and I'm, I'm calling her out on it now. But do you know what I mean? Just, but if, if, said, if someone made a TikTok of us landing on the moon, it would it'd be real. Yeah, yeah, of course it would. <laughs> of course it would. Have you heard the song Californication? Yes. By Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes. And they're singing about uh, the, loon man, the moon landing was made in the Hollywood basement. Yes, it does. Now yeah. you've it and just clicked on. But there's it's... Flat Earth, another one people go on about. Mm. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you get up high enough, you can see the, the, the curvature of the Earth. So, it's yeah. It's like people are mental out there. It's like they think COVID is bloody not real. Um, Do you know what I mean? Uh, 5G started COVID, mate, so. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, it was to kill all the birds as well, I think. Yeah, and um, <laughs> when COVID started, we had really good weather because uh, 5G um, increases the weather or something. Of, um, someone yeah. Posted. Uh, I think it was Karen from Stoke. Um, she posted. So, the funny but, it was on her Facebook, so it's got to be real. The, the thing that I find hilarious about that is, um, like the, the uh, people saying that they didn't want us to exercise, didn't want us to go outside, they didn't want us getting vitamin D, but they were they were encouraging us to go outside and get at least an hour's exercise. Yeah. And it's not it's obviously it's all right for people that have got gardens and stuff; they can sit out in the garden soaking up those vitamin D rays all day. But I, I feel a little bit for people that live in flats. Yeah. I've got a question for you, actually. So what's your take on the gyms at the moment being closed and wanting them to reopen? Honestly. I can't wait for them to reopen. No? Personally, I work in a private gym. So yeah. there's 13 trainers. Yeah. So there'll be 13 members in at maximum. So there'll be 13 trainers and 13 yeah. one-to-one. So, I mean, there's no other than one. Yeah. So each machine will get wiped down correctly because we're yeah. It's it's how I mean, we've we're not in a. I'm very lucky not to be in a commercial gym to be honest with you. And I, if it was like yeah. that, I think I'd be a bit more skeptical. Um, so I'm I'm very lucky in in that aspect of things that it's been doing um cleaned. It's been everything, and everyone's on top of their game. As in, if a weight has been left, someone will call that person out. Yeah, straight away. Listen, you left your weight. I put it back for you this time. But come on. Pull your weight up. Yeah, it's that's good. But it's it's like a, a family. I mean, if everyone's close, there's yeah. no, there's no awkwardness. It's like, oh mate, I put your dumbbells back. Come on, let's not try. Yeah. It. I mean, because the last thing people we because we only get an, we get an hour or forty five minutes with our clients. It's if I've got to spend my time with from my clients get, putting your stuff back. I want you to understand that I've took my time sort of thing as well yeah. because it's my client's time and they shouldn't have to wait for me to put the bench back up and all this. I mean, so everyone's really hot on it to be honest with you. Um, so for me, I'm excited because we're going to have the shutters um, shutters up. Uh, we're going to yeah. have music on. We're going to have the industrial car park, um, which nice. we've already started using um, because it's sunny. We're allowed to train outside. So we've started using the industrial car park music's gonna be on and i went yesterday down just to see and pick up some equipment and yeah i was excited it nice. was it was it was like if i really i mean i, I know it's not really thing here but being a chef for the last 10 years missing the summer yeah if i can wear my shorts to work and actually catch some sun as you can see i'm same color as this wall yeah mate i cannot wait but what's your views on it well, firstly, I've got my shorts on today. Yeah. Because, you know, PT. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I need to get my shorts on. I need to yeah. get out. Mate, the sun's out. It's like, it's uh, it's nearly March now. I wear, I li- if you are, anyone that knows me will tell you that I wear my shorts year-round, practically, except for when it snows. You know what? I, I wear flip-flops every day. Oh, I love it. I love it. But my, my take on it is... Nutter. You nutter. My take on it. So, I, I'm sceptical for the actual date to be honest because okay. like you said earlier the the christmas thing 
sort of build us up to smash us back down again. Yeah. Um, but also, I work in a commercial gym. Okay. And it is completely different to a private gym. People don't, one, it's not policed enough because we don't really have the powers to police it. Um, and two, people that are training in the gyms, they don't always clean up after themselves. And it's frustrating for us guys that are going around cleaning every bit of equipment every half hour, every hour, yeah. whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? To see it and then having to chase people around and talk to them. And... So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit less enthusiastic about it. And do you know what? I, 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 get, I get that side of it. Um, because I, when I did my course and stuff, I was scared of having to walk the floor to start off with. Yeah. Having to break conversations with people. And I understand that it's a game of numbers. I mean, you might get one out of 20 people on a free session and... So in a private gym, uh, it's a lot easier to sell. Yeah. Because you've not, as you mentioned, you've not got meatheads in the mirrors and stuff like that. You've got me training a person. You've got another person training another person sort of thing. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. They're focused on themselves. They're there to make the most of that hour or five yeah. minutes. Um, and, but I do hope that people will switch on a little bit and go in. Do you know what we need to look after? We're, we can't afford to go into another lockdown. And yeah. we were in the low numbers, I think like something like 1.7% of the whole infection rate, if I'm yeah. right. So we were very low. And I think we need to keep that low and keep the cleanliness up. And I think it, it might sound, I think that commercial gyms should look at employing more people. And do you know what? People should look after themselves to start off with. Yeah. First of all, be clean. I mean, spray after you thing, it takes a couple of minutes. Wash your hands after going to the fucking toilet. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and I do think that commercial gyms will uh, be employing more people. I'm not... I think they will employ more cleaners. I think they will. And they, I, I yeah. Get it. But, yet again, we should use our common sense going, oh, do you know what? My back is sweaty. I'll, I'll wash that bench. I'll give it a... Do, do I mean? Blue yeah. roll, spray it, move on. Oh, wait a minute. Blue it roll, on out. Can, I, can we have more blue? Makes me laugh. Makes me laugh that we've had to have a pandemic to tell people to wash their fucking hands and wash the benches down after them. It's ridiculous. Um, it's disgusting, mate. <laughs> but as I say, I've as I say, I've been into commercial gyms um, just before lockdown last time. I was yeah. in a commercial gym, and the, as you say, the cleanliness was te- it wasn't the best. Um, and you see yeah. people doing dripping with sweat on a cardio machine on them stair masters. And just yeah. dripping sweats all over it, and go, going off and just going to the bike, and still dripping sweat all over the bikes. Yeah. Do you know the funny thing is about this fight is that uh, there's a private gym near me, Unit Twenty Four. is um, it's a nice gym, uh, and that place in there, they've literally it's like the cleanest place you would ever you could ever imagine because the owners care, the people yeah. that work there care, and the members care because it all feels like it's their gym. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the, the, the difference. If you can make that get that. Um, mindset when you go into a commercial gym or get that mindset amongst the people, then more people look after it. And, you know, um, I might be wrong. I might be wrong <laughs> in what I'm about to say, but I think a lot of people who pay a lower price for £20 a month gym yep. don't value it as much as someone who would pay £50 for an hour session. I wouldn't brand everyone in that same bracket. I think there are I wouldn't, people that do. Oh, not in the same yeah. bracket. Sorry, but in the, but the majority, that could be a reason why they don't value the machines or value the yeah. sort of thing. Is I don't care, I only pay 20 quid a month, sort of thing. Attitude, yeah. I think there is an element of that, definitely. But I think a lot of that is down to um, their their general attitude in the first place. So, we've I firmly believe that with um, that situation, you can have two people from the same house but brought up in different ways, yeah, and one of them will be. You know, might will um, be mindless, to put it bluntly, and the other one will be really nice and do exactly you know, do what they're told. Yeah. Because it's easier to follow the rules sometimes than it is to break them. Yeah. And yeah. I agree, and I wasn't uh, branding everyone the same. Um, that's yeah. what I want to start doing is branding people. Nah, nah. But it's, I think that people who do tend to, it's the same as if you went on, it's the same as if you had a £10 P- PT. If you paid your yeah. PT ten pound a month, or yeah. or an eight week plan, or a PT that you paid two hundred pound a month, 
which one would you put the more effort into? 200 quid, obviously. It's the same with courses and stuff like that. Um, like I did Jamie Alderton's focus course. Yeah. Um, which, as you know, it's not the cheapest course in the world. No. So I put a lot of effort into that course because I knew I was spending on it. Yeah, I done Phil Graham's course. Sorry? I done Phil Graham's Super Strong Business. There we go. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you you do tend to put more effort in the same... I think it's the same with everything. Um, you do put more effort effort into stuff that you spend more on. I, ironically, though, that, that is true. So I'm doing... I'm in training branch now. And yeah. it doesn't cost as much as, that, as the first course. But I think because I actually know... Carl and Josh quite well. That also makes me work quite hard. Yeah. So yeah, you have to accountable for you, don't you? Yeah. Um, and obviously, yeah, I know Carl and Josh as well, and I mean they're both very knowledgeable people. Uh, yeah. In in that field. Pardon me. Excuse me. Um, Pardon me. Yeah. So, when it comes to your courses and stuff, now where do you want? What's your next step? So. What, what what was your goal when you started being a PT? What's your goal now? And what's your goal in five years' time? My goal when I first started being a PT was to be a PT that wasn't a complete... I'm not going to say it. Say a different um, word. Say a different word. It wasn't a complete James Blunt. Yeah. Right? I wanted to... I wanted to... I want people to... I wanted to be an approachable person. I'm quite a big guy as it is. I'm six foot two and I'm 235 pounds. So... Like most people, to look at me in the street, you'd think I was a complete psychopath with a massive beard and a bald head, <laughs> but and loads of tattoos everywhere. But I, I'm nice. I purposely go out of my way that when someone walks through those gym doors, they get a smile, a wink, a wave, a hello. I make sure I engage with everyone to to overcome that fact. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I wanted to be a nice PT. I wanted everyone to think I go and chat to Tobes, even if they wanted help with form. I'd be more than willing to do it. Um, five years time. I want to finish my master's because that is my next after I've finished my degree. Um, and then after that, carry on coaching, but more in a um, strength and conditioning capacity or clinical research. I haven't quite made my mind up on that yet. So would that be strength and conditioning in athletes or just general public? Or is it a neat, like a specific gap you'd go for? Uh, yeah, so I want to do. I want to work for a rugby team. There's quite a lot around my way. I'm quite into rugby, to be honest. Uh, who so, support? Uh, uh, Harlequins. Okay, um, my local one, team, mate. One of my clients plays for Leicester Tigers. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, he's prop, he's prop for them. Um, South African nice. Luan Luan de Bruin. Um, nice. So yeah, and I'm a big St Helens fan, so I'm more into rugby league. Um, oh, nice. I, I used to obviously from North Wales. We know nothing other than um, how to play rugby and yeah. how to farm. Um, to be honest <laughs> with you, so yeah, I, I was brought up in rugby union, thinking rugby union and football obviously were were the two best sports. Yeah, but when I moved, I started watching rugby league. It's a better game, isn't it? Come on, mate! Rugby league is a very Norman thing. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Like I'm not, not to sound racist or anything like that, but it is a northern it is a northern thing. Like North Northern Watford Gap, that's um it, that's rugby league. Do you not? But I think, think that rugby league's better than. Uh, I'm fifty fifty. Okay. On both of them, to be honest, I lo I love rugby. I love I I honestly love league. I love union as well. There's not that many different rules between the two. No. Um, I think. I think there's more opportunities for both. So, yeah. I prefer watching, I prefer watching rugby union international. Yeah, and I prefer club as rugby league. Um, yeah, I just yeah. I, obviously, I, I find more of a thrill off the. <laughs> and Wales are terrible in rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got a GB team, though, isn't it? No, uh, yeah, but we've only got like one, maybe two players in that, which it's not the best yeah. when it comes to a full squad. Um, no. So, no. working with a rugby union team or rugby league team is your would be your like end goal. That'd be like I'm I'm happy I'm done sort of thing. Yeah, well, I'm quite I'm quite a big fan of Adam Bishop. Okay. 
And Adam Bishop, as uh, whether you know or not, he's a he's one of the world's strongest man competitors. Yeah. And he was actually he's just quit uh, last week as the SNC coach at Harlequins. Right. So that you know, that's something I've i he's been to our university. He's done a couple of talks. He's a real nice guy. Um, and he's quite he's sort of quite an inspiring quite an inspiring chap. And I am fascinated again by sort of the human body and what it can do. And I think rugby uh, coaching at a rugby team would be my um, would sort of get my uh, interest. It would get it would pique my interest if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it yeah. And it's not just that; it's the ability of the body. So people will give up when yeah. there's a lot more to give. So I used to cycle a lot, and you cycle up a hill, and it got to about seventy five percent of the way, and you're like, I'll walk the rest. When really, you can definitely pedal the last bit. I mean, it's going to get yeah. tougher, but you, you mean, you stay on your bike. You, you mean, um, and I think a lot of that happens when people just give up too easy and when the capability, yeah. the ability is still there um, to go further. Um, so, just to finish off with you. Go on. Are there any myths uh, in fitness, nutrition, or supplements, anything? That you would like to debunk? Oh, supplements, score. And no, any anything, anything could be nutrition. Anything that you, one thing that really annoys you at the moment, and you want to debunk it. Like, do you know what does fucking annoy me? Bro codes. <laughs> bro splits. Bro, uh, no, 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 no. Bro codes. Right. If you buy this, you're going to get ten percent off. Blah 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 blah. Right. And the reason it annoys me is because they're normally attached to a supplement company, yeah. right? And that per, that supplement company's gone, right, I need you to sell X amount of this, that, and the other, whether they like it or not. And they're selling fat burners, they're selling CLA, they're selling uh, L-carnitine, which the only way it works is it's injected into you, just so you know, right? And even then, it doesn't give that much extra performance, and it's a bad substance when it's injected. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Yes. I know, mate. Oh God, I can do this all day. The the other one is um, altitude masks, <laughs> right? So, out, altitude masks are supposed to give you the same feeling as yeah. you're training at an altitude. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the only way that you can get the same feeling as training at an alt- altitude so is to create extra EP- EPO, uh, EPOC, sorry, EPOC. Yeah. Right, is by actually being at that altitude. Yes, it creates more red, red blood cells. So you find like Mo Farah before he does a marathon, he's up. he'll be in Kenya training. Well, it's the highest point on Earth, isn't it? Like the highest, the, the highest altitude on Earth, a flat surface. Yeah. So I think it's like five thousand meters above sea level, and that's where he'll train. And then a week before he'll come back because that extra, the, the higher EPOC, will last for fourteen days. Right. Okay. So you train in on a cross trainer, although it's quite high up. It's not high enough for you to get that extra those extra red blood cells around the body. It's the same with the cyclists before the Tour de France. Um, a yeah. lot of them go to um, Alps and stuff as well. To yeah, Switzerland as well um, to get as obviously not on the because they can't do the actual track. They do a little bit further away and they go there as you mentioned a few days before and yeah. got this extra extra capacity if you like. So what what they're doing is creating extra red blood cells, yeah. and that extra those extra red blood cells help you get more oxygen around the body faster to stop you cramping. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's the whole reason for doing it. And so the two things that annoy you the most: bro codes and the masks. Yeah, bro codes because they're giving they're selling shit that they don't know anything about, and or those bloody masks. Yeah, but mostly the, the thing the thing about those masks is mostly because people have such a mis um, information on them. Yeah, no, definitely, and it's one of them things I've seen it myself where um, fighters um, will be training with one of these masks on. Yeah, doing, and I'm like, well, you're just restricting your doing is restricting your breathing. You're not really going to gain much of it, um, if anything. There is something. There is something that Bass Rutten designs years ago and it's, it's, uh, it's like a little bit of breathing apparatus apparently that is actually quite good right that helps it, it make your lung capacity slightly bigger right okay I've, I've so, not crossed that yet um, so I remember you said earlier you're into MMA Bass yeah. Rutten he uh, famously had asthma real bad asthma when he was a kid right and into sort of early adult life and that's how he uh, 
got himself out of it. No. Yeah. Didn't know that. There we go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's knowledge bombs being thrown left, right and centre. Dropping those bombs everywhere, mate. Um, but no, thank you very much for coming on, Toby. Um, thank you for having me, mate. We'll definitely be um, recording another one very soon, <laughs> I, I probably. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, thank you very much for having me, mate. I've really enjoyed it. No problem at all. Thank you. Um, and so there we go. Um, we've just had Toby on. Um, discussing everything nutrition fitness mindset um, and also talking about a couple of points um, or low points of his life uh, once again thank you all for listening um, if you are listening to Apple or YouTube subscribe um, and hit the five star review um, if you listen on Spotify click download hit the follow page um, and once again thank you very much